Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your Locked On Golden Knights. Your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. VGK looks to clinch a playoff berth tonight, hit the century point mark, and add to its Western Conference lead against the Edmonton Oilers at home. Will VGK come out flat again following a three-game road sweep? Hi again, everyone. Tony Kardaska along with Chris Golick. We thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Thanks so much for doing that. You can find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. On Twitter, at Tony Dasko, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK. On YouTube, Lockdown Golden Knights, please subscribe. So, Chris, surprisingly. I'm break you early, Tony. I'm trying to break you early. Was I doing that? Was I'm I trying. doing that today? <laughs> I just sway like Bruce Cassidy. I never had that habit before. No, um, there, there's very active fault lines under Las Vegas. I think it's shaken a little bit by you. You're fine. <laughs> so, the Golden Knights are looking to hit the 100 point mark for just the second time. In team history, right? When you think about things, they face off against the Edmonton Oilers tonight. It'll be at the Fortress here in Las Vegas. They've already beaten the sports books with the point total going over for the season. Uh, they could surpass the team record in doing so, 109 points in a season. In season one, Golden Knights now are surging. They could also surpass the inaugural season in the number of wins of 51 they're currently at 46 with uh, nine games to go, and they could also clinch a playoff spot tonight. A VGK win, they get the two points, a Nashville loss, and VGK is officially in. They are unofficially, officially in the playoffs right now. And Chris is uh, trying to work OT late at night, burning the midnight oil so he could pay for those said playoff tickets. And 13, 14 hours a day right now. It's awesome. Um so I was actually looking early in the season. Well, it happened already. It, what, so what do I do now? Do I lean forward? You just or rock, do I you sway side to side? You, you go, you're, you're more of a north-south type guy. Cassidy is east-west. That's all. Think of it like yeah, that. Because I like to score goals just straight ahead. I like it. There you go. I like it. All right. So you to the dirty paints. All right. So talking about, first of all, early in the season, one of the spots I had to do for lockdown was a quick – two minutes about how I felt VGK would be with respect to the over under for their points total. I feel like it was either 94 and a half or 96 and a half, maybe 93. I was trying to find the email while you were doing your open there. And I was pretty, it wasn't like a torpedo snap over type thing, but a high level of confidence that this team would have a chip on its shoulder. And, you know, they, they should hit the over pretty easily. And obviously we are, you know, flirting with even as high as like in the one teens right now, depending on how things shake out in these last, uh, what, eight or so games. So 
we'll see exactly what happens there. It's exciting, right? I mean, so many questions coming into the season, but the difference is the questions never stopped, right? There was a big lull in the middle of the season, injuries, poor play, you know, me putting out tweets like, hey, there's something with, with this team that's not right. And that's when they were somewhat healthy in October and November. So this team did not show up for a full 82 games, but look at what they've accomplished. And on paper, this team can lap the season one team that, you know, was a heartbeat away from winning a Stanley Cup. So exciting times, still questions heading into the playoffs about who's going to be on the roster, what's going to be happening. Um, Saw some reports, Riley Smith and Logan Thompson, both not even expected to skate this week. That's not good news, unfortunately, but we'll... um, Look at who's going to pick up the pieces in the meantime. And it's been that all season, right? We've had a good chunk of reinforcements, you know, even though we have no prospects and youth in this organization that can help this team out. So, you know, it's it's all good, folks. It's all good. And uh, Cassidy has done a terrific job of keeping this team together. I never would have thought maybe around uh, December-ish and then into January that this would be a 100-point team. Never thought that. And then uh, this season, they could have had so many excuses. Sometimes they do, in fact, lean on those excuses, sure. but they don't even need them. At, you know, at this point, it's one of the greatest seasons in franchise history currently, <clears throat> kind of subtly, right, in a quiet sort of a way. Uh, Bruce Cassidy has been able to fill in a lot of the gaps this season, and it has been, yes, I hate that next man up mentality, but that's exactly what it's been, and the system definitely seems to be working. You know, in the next man up, uh, this was maybe a subtopic we were going to hit up. Uh, there's a lot of injuries right now still up and down the lineup, and all of a sudden Paul Cotter is uh, quietly or not so quietly been out of the lineup. So that's another testament, if you will, to the depth of this team. Paul Cotter is not necessarily ready to contribute at the level of some others, but he has been a decent contributor on and off the season depending on down the stretch what Cassidy's plans are or what uh, the hockey gods have in store for us, or we'll probably see Cotter back in the lineup. And come playoffs, who knows what's going to happen with uh, injuries and uh, Mark Stowaway, as you called him yesterday. And, uh, you know, so much uh, – this is exciting, right? You know, the playoffs, you know they're coming now. I mean, technically it's not official yet, but it's it's coming. You get to go back and do that dance again. You get uh, – you know, the most exciting games uh, of the season, and you can't compare anything to playoffs. There's no comparison in sports to the Angel Stanley Cup playoffs. What's even more impressive than VGK making it into the playoffs, the fact that they lead the Pacific Division, they could also clinch the top spot in the Western Conference. Never saw that happening. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we go back to the start of the season. I, I was high on the team. Like, we felt good. We also felt they were going to be a team that was comfortably in the playoffs for most of the season, second, third seed, but never in danger of missing the playoffs, right? There was a lull for a while, you know, right around uh, in early January uh, when actually Negreanu put out the tweet. I think it was the same day Ivan made a comment, you know, that be careful. This team could miss the playoffs if they don't figure, you know, their um, figure their poop out, right? You know, comment like that or something along those lines. And then now they're going to be, we're not a hundred point team. I would say, the line is probably, what is there, eight games left, 16. Uh, I would say the line is probably 109 and a half points down the stretch, would, which yeah, that may not big. even win the division. May not even win the division. Look at the Kings right now. They're playing awesome. I can't believe the way that the Kings have kept up and kept this pace because it's been a torrid pace in the Pacific, especially. 
and uh, looking forward to a showdown here coming up at the toward the end of the season with VGK and the Kings. I know the Cassidy yesterday you talked about Cotter and the player that's pushed him out of the lineup is Pavel Dorofeyev and he is going to stick with the team. And again, as we've discussed before, we brought up the topic, okay, he's good, but how much, you know, how long will they keep him up with the big team? And again, Cassidy just admitted again, he definitely sticks with the hot players, the hot hand, and that's what he's doing with Dorofeyev. And so that pushes Paul Cotter out of the lineup, unfortunately. And, you know, Cassidy had admitted that he felt that Cotter had played some really good hockey, you know, in the past. So that's a tough break for Paul Cotter. Cotter is a great energizer just to have waiting in the wings for something like this. Because you know, every time he's been benched before, you know, not injury related, he comes out shot like a cannon. You know, he is going to come out thumping. He's going to have energy. And, you know, you wish he could figure out a way to learn how to do, do this without having this type of motivation. But he's a kid playing in the NHL. They got to they gotta learn, right? You got to have, uh, have some patience with them. As Cassidy, listen, we've had issues. We've heard about Cassidy handling youngsters and stuff. Logan Thompson, I think he's done a, a fine job. I mean, sure, he's been, you know, playing some head games early in the season, but it's worked out. Pavel Dorofiev, he's earned the trust. He has earned the trust. Aiden Hill, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Aiden Hill, he might have a – Cassie might not have a choice but to trust Aiden Hill at some point, who's also I don't believe is going to be skating this week, I think. He's not he even back. Too. Yeah, he's, he said he's not even on the ice yet. So Yeah, so, I mean, it's just – I mean, is it really going to be the, the quick and uh, bro – Swa show coming into uh, the playoffs, and does Bro Swa get the first start? Like that's the no, thing we don't. No, this is so. Um, okay, it. let's see who starts tonight, Tony. Let's see who starts tonight. The amazing Jonathan starts tonight. He'll start tonight. I think so. Okay, I'm not, I'm not locking next, that in. We will have a preview of tonight's VGK Oilers game. We'll get to that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, folks, the final four is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure. It's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers that are drained. And don't forget that you could bet on the spread, the money line, the total, player points, rebounds, assists, all of that. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. That's right. So don't miss out. Don't miss your chance on your no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. I saw the lowest college basketball total on a game this season, 115 and a half. The National Invitation Tournament, that moved from New York City, Madison Square Garden, to right here at the Orleans Arena. Yes, I'm going to get more hoops in this week. 115 points, North Texas against Wisconsin. And just that the final principle. game we're talking about? or what No, is no, that? no. It's, they have the semifinals. There's the final four teams are here. 
And so the other uh, side the of the final four, wow, it's at the Or they, they got kicked out of Madison Square Garden <laughs> to the Orleans. Yeah. Huh? So it'll be Utah Valley Thanks. against uh, against Alabama UAB, Alabama Birmingham. So one it's of the a bad Alabama beat for the teams NIT, huh? What's that? It's a bad beat for the NIT, huh? <laughs> so it should be 115 and a half points. Principle alone, you got to take the over. That's just the lowest I've seen. Okay, back to hockey. VGK, a couple of days off in between matchups. He smokes. Uh, I'm about to go off again. Uh, Edmonton had to play that uh, game in between the sandwich game last night. They came away with a 4-3 to three win at the Mullet Arena. They There's just one five more four, team right? that hasn't. 5-4. Did I say 4-3? Yeah, you said 4-3. Okay, Five, four, I had action. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> That's right. You did have action. Uh, Connor McDavid up to 140 points. The first player since 1995-96 um, since Lemieux and Yager to reach that total. That's amazing. Um, Jack Campbell was in net last night for Edmonton. And perhaps we will see Stuart Skinner tonight in the back-to-back uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Oilers. McDavid was pretty quiet. He had an assist last night. Uh, and also, they are now jumbling the lines late in the season. I thought this was a Bruce Cassidy-type move. So the top line, which they started, they played again last night and probably will see it again tonight. The top line had uh, McDavid centering your guy, Evander Kane, and uh, Matthias Janmark. Just a pretty odd line. So that is their top line right now to see how they respond. But I don't know. But we'll see them tonight in action. Uh, what do you think changes in the rematch from the past weekend? feel like uh, watching Connor McDavid between Yanmark and Evander Kane would be like watching uh, McDavid walking down Las Vegas Boulevard with two With another woman? Oh, a, sorry. It'd be like having two boat anchors just like digging into the cements remember that video behind him he's just taking these big steps one at a time trying to keep chugging up the boulevard there um remember that video know. though over the summer it was Which not one? his girlfriend it was not his girlfriend oh god yeah that's um yeah, yeah. that's definitely- i'm surprised you didn't get on tmz for that one no, they didn't so call me on that one so listen edmonton we said this all the time guys amazing talents so much top tier talents but they just can't figure things out. They have now played Arizona twice in, I believe, less than a calendar week. They beat them by one goal. Then it took overtime for them to win as well. Now, last night's a weird game. Last night felt like a trappy game for the Edmonton Oilers. You know they want to give VGK a better game tonight. You know they're they're pissed off, for lack of a better term, about the overtime loss. They're chirping about the refs and things like that. I expect a fun game tonight. I expect another playoff atmosphere. I expect Braden McNabb to be public enemy number one because he uh, very so slightly pinched Connor McDavid in a spot that made him go down harder than LeBron James when someone, you know, basically uh, brushes him off, something like that. So, you know, McNabb's going to have to keep his head on a swivel tonight. Hey, he's got Colasar out there to, uh, to you know, body blow somebody. So if uh, it gets ugly, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have an answer for it. But Edmonton's a good team, but... They are not a great team. I'm sorry. They're not a great team. They're fool's gold. They're going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to you know, win a series. And that's who they're going to be 
until they figure out a complete culture change top to bottom. If you cannot win a cup with McDavid and Dreisaitl, I know that you know eats up literally $23 million of salary or something like that, but if you can't find complementary players to put around to at least be in the conference finals almost every season, there's a bigger problem here. There's a real big problem in Edmonton. It's uh, the second time in Edmonton history that three players have more than 90 points. Think about that. Okay, McDavid. Nugent Hopkins. Yep, yep, Nugent Hopkins, the third one, along with uh, Tricettle and McDavid. Um, 88-89 season, you go back to Messier, uh, Yari Yari Curry, and um, Jimmy Carson, right? I think back then. And they always forget about that third piece. Right, Carson? Yeah, that made sense. Okay. But Yari Curry is the one they always forget about in Edmonton. Yeah, but that's amazing though. When you have three and and a possibility for them to have three one hundred point scores, because now you have dry settle. Oh, he gets Nugent Hopkins gets two hundred probably. Yeah, in the final games, that's incredible. And what concerns me was is, the fact amazing. that VGK held down Connor McDavid in that last meeting, and here's he had uh, just he had one assist last night to get up to one hundred and forty points. But that's that's pretty incredible. Uh, going back to the game the other night as well, uh, in the overtime period, I just remember, and I didn't discuss it yesterday, forgot about it. Wasn't it Matthias Ekholm? He was on the ice. He, he was just gassed. They couldn't get him off the ice. And he played like that entire OT period. So they were a little tired and they couldn't get him off the ice. His shift was was really long there. And then, of course, VGK cashed in. Uh, late in that contest in OT. Yeah, I mean, you see stuff like that happen in overtime, you know, frequently where someone just gets stuck on the ice for a long time. And oh, I'm going back, I think it was season one against the Jets. Uh, Dustin Bufflin was still playing. He got stuck out there in an incredibly long shift. I think Perron just walked right around him or something like that. Uh, going back, uh, VGK, not overtime, but I remember when they played Vancouver, Quinn Hughes logged like a three and a half minute shift and at the end of the game, uh, he took a, a hooking penalty on Jack Eichel. And I don't understand how it wasn't called a goal, but that was another situation we talked about where the net's empty, penalty in the defensive zone, and it doesn't count as a goal, but another conversation for another time. I mean, this is the time of year you lean on these players and you know you hope they can find a way in overtime. And I don't know, the, the three-on-three overtime is amazing. Just I hate shootouts. I hate shootouts. Just go completely off the rails right now. So give them 10 minutes of three-on-three overtime. Coming up next, we will have our locks of the night and our predictions for tonight's game. Stay with us right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Again, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts are available in this entire universe. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel that's Locked On Golden Knights. And uh, Chris, it's that time to make predictions, come up with our locks of the night. And remember at the start of the season, I said Kelly McCrimmon's success is based on Jack Eichel's success. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to feel that way now. As I I think Eichel's sensing the playoffs. Eichel now, he just has that... um, just that demeanor at this moment where he really wants to take that leadership role, him and Phil Castle, I guess you could say those two pretty much want to do that, but I'm going to go with Eichel tonight. And I'm also going to take Michael Amadio 
Is he going to be? He'll be in still. Yeah. So those are the two players. And can I take Connor McDavid too? I think McDavid just has a pretty big night tonight because I, I think you could only keep him down for so long. And what's the over-under on an Evander Kane uh, fight in this game? And and also, what's the over-under of the amount of money he loses or he lost last night at the Cosmopolitan? There I was I was over the there. chirp of all chirps. And I want to make sure this is a serious matter, but it's this was the <laughs> chirp of all chirps I've seen in hockey. This was right after that Cosmo story broke re- regarding Evander Kane. Somebody at the Vegas Golden Knights game was dressed in a suit on the glass, I think, during warm-ups. Yeah. Covered in responsible gaming pamphlets. <laughs> just standing in front of their warm-up side. I think he was a shark at that time. Uh, wow, they, they hung a seven for tonight's over-under again. Yeah. They hung a they, seven, man. Just keep going. Just keep well, going. That's, that's a lot, Tony. Tonight, that feels like a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um you mentioned really fast, uh, Phil Castle, who's going to be one of my locks tonight. So uh, Ryan Wallace had a good analogy about Phil Castle kind of stepping up. So I took a, took it to another gear, I guess, no pun intended for what I'm about to say. So Phil Castle, I think, is only in second gear right now. Right? Well, we he said that first... earlier this season. What's we that? We said that. We talked no, about no, but, that. And, and, Ryan, no, and, and Ryan's been in the same boat, too. You okay. Know? So we Phil said that Kessel he was preserving himself been, for later. We knew this. Yeah, we knew that. but okay. we have two more gears coming from Phil Kessel is what I'm saying. He's only in second gear right now. He's going to drop the hammer, uh, you know, uh, Tom Cruise style, like in um, Daytona, what is it? Days of Thunder. He's going to drop the hammer like Days of Thunder style when he's in Rowdy's car, you know, and stuff like that in the star of the movie. We still have that version of Phil Kessel coming. So I like Phil Kessel. You mentioned him as uh, his leadership role improving as well. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, same line. Let's see if they can. Uh, What's going keep on with going. Chandler Stevenson? My goodness. It's, you know what? He's also on. Listen, what got him on line three is not good, but he's also taking on his role as a better defensive player, too, in the meantime, while he figures it out. Mm-hmm. So that's OK. That's OK. For now, and you think you think Larry Bro is going to be between the pipes tonight. And I say the amazing Jonathan. I think there's an outside chance they go Briswagen. I think there's an outside chance. Okay. I think you know what Phil Kessel is. I'm sorry. Well, we yes, sure. But you know what Jonathan Quick is right now. There's nothing to learn from Jonathan Quick about what he's going to do in the playoffs, what he's going to do down the stretch. You know what you're going to get right now. He doesn't need more reps. Maybe give him a couple more games down the stretch, but he does not need reps to learn what he had. We, we, we know what Jonathan Quick is based off his sample size already. Brossois needs to be able to be relied on. You don't want to overwork him, but you need to know you need to have him ready to go because if you lose Brossois or Jonathan Quick for that matter, you know, you hope we got something else in the tank. So I think there's an outside shot based on the fact that Brossois used to be an oiler. He knows the team very well. He's had success against them. And it's been, you know, what, three calendar days, you know, by the time the, the puck drops tonight, he'll be okay. So I think there's an outside shot. They do roll with that. Uh, give me a 5-1 VGK winner. Total statement game tonight. Big statement game tonight. Okay, big statement game. Back end Edmonton. of the back-to-back. Edmonton's going to be tired, Tony. So, it's so rigged. 7-5 to five Edmonton. 7-5 Edmonton. And I just like the fact that Edmonton came back in that game three times on Saturday night. Think about that. They did the That's same thing against Arizona. That takes a lot out of you, Tony. And they did the same <laughs> thing against Arizona last week. 
And I think the Sharks. So I think Edmonton scores scores early in this game tonight. That's just so teams thought. traditionally on the backside of a back to back usually come out hotter, right? They're you know they they just play the night before, but they also usually fade the deeper the game gets. So this is something I've said a bunch of times throughout the season. Here we go, Tony. You're, are you not agreeing? Or are you moving your camera? I just move. Yeah, I can camera. do this too. I can do that too. See, look at that. I'm, I'm cool. At least I'm my cool. head is not like moving, vibrating, and stuff like it was. There you go. Uh, um, hey, you know, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. No, I got nothing. I got nothing. No, no. So they, I was just trying to look back earlier. Um, back in that early, uh, the first season for VGK, they clinched, I think, about March, which is crazy, right? March the 20th or 21st of that. It was almost, it was almost to the day. I, I saw the tweets and stuff coming from people. Yep. Almost to the day, we're at the 28th, like a week later, eight days later. Oh, almost to the day, 365 days, seven-day sample size. That's pretty close. Okay. Uh, playoffs this year in the National Hockey League. Just thought of another one. Uh, playoffs. Same parody. Will we see the same parody that we're seeing in the NCAA tournament? In, in terms Canada. of like... Are we going to see one parody going because, down and well, all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, I mean, because... Oh, you see it every year in the NHL, Tony. You right. see it every friggin' year in the NHL. Yeah, winning, yeah, winning the President's Trophy isn't that big anymore. Listen, the Bruins, they're remarkable, and they very well may come out of the West, or they might lose uh, in the first come round. Out the, come out of the East, you mean? East, East, West, whatever. But yeah, they may come out of the East, or they may go out in the first round. And honestly, it would suck if you're a Bruins fan, but it's not... It's not like the team didn't show up if they do get. I mean, listen, they could have a crappy playoff series, and that happens to everybody. But just because you're the eight seed, especially in the East, that does not mean you don't have a shot to take out the first seed. That well, technically, wild card two is not one versus eight, but you understand what I'm saying right now. So, and the same thing in the West. I mean, listen, the Golden Knights could face the Jets in the first round. Connor Hellbuck might get hot, and we might lose a bunch of two to one games. And then the Jack Eichel stuff will never stop, obviously, which is unfortunate. So, you know, it's that's what's fun about the playoffs, the unknown. I mean, VGK in the first season, yes, they were leading the division, not the conference, I believe, because Winnipeg actually had home ice in the conference final. So, you know, that's that's what makes it fun. You just don't know. And it's mm-hmm. so much fun to watch the playoffs. Yeah, I think now we we'll get to be a, we're not a passenger on the bus. We get to actually be on the bus <laughs> this year to watch it, too. That's another thing. We went through the passenger stage this season. Um, you talked about Riley Smith, um, LT. Neither one of them will be skating this week. Uh, Alec Martinez. There were no updates. He's back. Um, no, he practiced yesterday. He's back tonight. Oh, he's, he's good. back. Okay, good. Yep. Well, he's back. One, really just one game. I don't know. I'm not sure what happened. There wasn't any speculation, but he's good to go tonight. Okay. Well, that's really good news. Because yes, that's they definitely, definitely need, need him back. And we know. And they even went through that phase as well. Uh, with P- Petrangelo, of course, and the issues and the that he had. I mean, think about some of the stuff that's gone on with this team uh, this past season, and for them to hit a hundred points in this game tonight—that's a pretty big deal, I believe. I think that's a major. Milestone. I want to see them just absolutely route Edmonton. I think that would be because you know, last game was overtime. People are chirping about you know the refs. You mean God? You go on the Edmonton fan pages after that game. Good lord, that was that was entertaining. I mean. Every all teams do that. They all they all moan about the refs, but you know it would be really nice to absolutely wipe the ice, if you will, with the Edmonton Oilers tonight. It would be I would love if they can just crush them five to one. Evander Kane. Okay, here we go. Evander Kane gets thrown <laughs> out of the game with seven and a half minutes remaining. Yes or no? He's going to go ballistic yes. tonight. Yeah, 
yeah, I we've think got, so. And we've got a tirade in him, especially yeah, if you're I, I honestly think so. I honestly think it's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to melt down, and then you're going to be covering the game tonight. Yes, I will be there. I will be there at a. I think I can in a go media capacity. What's that? In a media capacity. Yes, yes, I will be there. Are you yes, going to ask? Correct. Are you going to put Cassidy? And... Are you going to put Cassidy on the spot and ask him about how come we can't interview his assistant coaches? Ooh, that would be that's no, more. No, of, that I mean, that's more good. of um. Yeah, that would not be good. The only way you can slide that in there, <laughs> no, it's is not if he, someone asks something and he says, "Oh, got to talk to Berkey about that." Blah 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 blah, and then <laughs> right. I kind of back up two part. Hey, you know, here's my first question. Blah blah blah. And, you know, we never noticed the assistants talk a whole lot. Um, is there, no, you know, they never talk. No, they're shut out. You're shut out. You can't even talk to them. Don't mention it. Okay, they'll take away your credential. Uh, tomorrow's show, we will recap. You don't want that happening. <laughs> we will recap uh, the Edmonton VGK game. Should be an entertaining one, though. I think we're in for a lot of uh, good fun in this. Yeah, concert. it's gonna be a great game tonight. It'll be fun, and then uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. And any other news that breaks, injury update. Oh, there'll be Gold plenty. Tending carousel, all of that. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. You can find our podcast wherever it's available. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take care. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.